I, I, I've had to fight my whole life. Actually, my only deaf individuals can um, give you a, a sign name. And so my sign name is Stevie because they always see me fighting and fighting. But if you don't fight as a deaf person, you're not going to get anywhere in life. Welcome to the Elite View Podcast, where we explore the fabulous, extraordinary world of the people who move the needle of success. Join our host, Tiffany, and producer, Kyle, as we dive into the stories and insights of the Elite Few who are making a difference and pushing the boundaries of what's possible. Let's get started. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Elite Few Podcast. I'm your co-host, producer Kyle Goodnight, along with my host, Tiffany. Go ahead and say hi, Tiffany. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Thank you for joining us again today. So we've got one of the most full circle moments of the Elite Few. So when Tiffany and I talked about wanting to do a podcast, we originally felt that it would should need to be her story, which you're all going to hear eventually, of why to get things off of her, out of her brain, off of her chest, however you want to talk about it. And then we ended up having a lunch uh, meetup at uh, what was it, Tiffany? The it was Rainforest Cafe at Outside Animal Kingdom. Outside Animal Kingdom. Yeah. So I went there, was down for cheerleading with my daughter down in Florida. Uh, my daughter went off with her friends. I was going to stay in the park the rest of the time. Tiffany had called me, said, I'm going to meet you up at, at Animal Kingdom. We're going to spend the rest of the day together in Animal Kingdom and have some fun. So I'm, we're doing lunch, and I end up meeting this woman right here. <laughs> you meet Stevie and Jeff. At, we were all sitting at the bar. Yep. Why well, wasn't there yet? Yep, You weren't there yet. I met Stevie and Jeff at the bar, you know, because I'm the extrovert I am. I meet people that are sitting next to me. So if you're ever sitting next to me in the world, you're going to probably going to have a conversation with me. So I told her that, oh, my, my, my best friend Tiffany's coming to eat lunch with us. Just warning you right now. She's like me on steroids, but she's amazing. You're going to love her. And uh, so sure enough, Tiffany comes. The next thing you know, we're exchanging cards. Tiffany is giving her a, giving Stevie a hug before we leave. And tell, tell, they, live, they live with what, a couple of hours of each other in Florida? Yeah, yeah. So talking about meeting up, and we're talking about an hour after meeting Stevie and, and Jeff. Um, and as soon as I believe Steve and Jeff left first, they had to catch up with their family. And we looked at each other and we both were like, that's it. We've got to interview those people. They've got to be on our podcast. We changed the way that our podcast was going to be formatted yes, because yes. of Stevie and her husband, Jeff. Yes. So I wanted to explain that full circle moment before we got into the show. And don't forget to share, like, um, subscribe. We're on YouTube. Hopefully you're watching us on YouTube. Leave comments. If you have comments, if you have questions, please leave them in the comment section below. Uh, but if you're going to listen to us on a podcast, we're on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, all the major pod podcast platforms. And uh, if you hear this message and you need somebody to hear it, don't don't hesitate to share this with someone. Any of our episodes that you listen to, if someone you know needs our message, go ahead and share that with them. Tiffany, go ahead and let's get to the show. Introduce Stevie officially, and we'll go from there. Okay, so to catch up real quick, because Stevie could hear nothing you were saying and has no clue what you just introed. He was explaining how we met at the Rainforest Cafe, and we were there, and he met you, introduced me, and then we just loved each other, and that was the end of it. So. Uh, um, and we changed the format of our podcast because after meeting you, we realized what we needed to be doing. So <laughs> since then, um, I've spent a lot of time with Stevie and we've been very good friends. I mean, really close friends. So um, as if we've known each other for 30 years mm -hmm. and um, it's been amazing. Love it. 
Um, she's perfect time for meeting her. I had just went through some insanity in my life and, um, oh, wow, that was the same summer. Oh my God, that had just happened. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, so Kyle was, um, I, w- I was just seeing him a lot at that point. All of my friends had kind of jumped in and um, good Lord, I had a good support system and met Stevie and really great, awesome uh, connection. I think that really helped a lot. And um, for, she, she was phenomenal, but I do forget she's deaf. So we're here to talk about her being deaf, how that is, how we operate. We, we've been on a cruise together. We're on another one. We um, visit each other. I, I don't know what else to say other than, you know, we're friends. But the reality is that um, you are deaf. Um, I, I do forget. Um, it's quite funny. So you can go ahead and <laughs> explain that part because um, it is very funny. We'll I'll walk out of the room. She'll, she'll turn her back. Yeah. And start walking. And I know she's saying something because she started saying something. Before. She what turned her back. And I'm like, um, excuse me, <laughs> Tiffany. Um, I am still deaf. <laughs> it hasn't changed. Yeah. And she'll be like, I was deaf this morning and I'm still deaf this afternoon. And we'll wake up in the morning or get coffee. And uh, her wonderful husband will bring us out coffee. And um she, she she'll I'll talk to her. I'll walk, turn around from the kitchen, turn my back in her model home that she has. Um, <laughs> it's like perfect everywhere. And she'll say, still deaf this morning, Tiffany. I, I still can't hear you. And it's so she reads lips. And I will say um, that ear, this ear is 20%. I have 20% of hearing and the right ear. Okay. But it's in a very small frequency. Yes. And then in the left ear, there's nothing. There's no residual hearing. And there are times I can reach that frequency. Um, somehow, mm-hmm. somehow in my quiet, soft, mousy voice, you hear me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's so here, I think I've got an idea. Because yeah. we're trying to figure out with the Michigan scandal and the sign stealing of what the lips are saying yeah. on the thing. So, oh, here, let me have her look at me. So the way that we're filming this today, everybody, is I'm sitting across the room from, from them. So I'm going to go ahead and lift up my... <laughs> I'm going to lift up my, my thing so she can see my lips. So with Michigan going through their scandal right now, I'm wondering if you can read the lips of what these coaches are saying, but then there's so many people saying, oh, how can they leave, read lips? How do they know that's what they're saying? I'm like, oh, I've got an expert. Let me get, let me, let me, let me, let me call Stevie and read these lips of these coaches that are, that are saying that they don't, that are saying that they don't know anything that was going on. I'm like, we need lip reading experts and we've got them. Yes. Go Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> that's right um yeah oh and she does teach me some bad words i love that <laughs> everybody always wants to know the bad words yeah. i'm still not getting it right no it's, 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 you do it with attitude that's what you attitude yes i should be able to nail this i don't know it's the one thing i need to say in all languages but um okay so i really want to talk and go back to your childhood because when you were born that year was 50 percent. i had 50 percent of hearing okay. And nothing on the side, but nobody knew it. Okay. So when... Oh, wait, just to catch the audience up, your daughter is an attorney. Yes. And her name is Tally, mm-hmm. and we did interview her. Mm-hmm. So anybody who hasn't seen that, please go back and watch. Um, 
which is amazing. I absolutely love her and her husband. So um, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so my speech didn't develop. Like I had an older brother. Yeah. So my speech just wasn't developing. And so um, my parents put me with a speech therapist who worked with me um, on my voice, learning how to sign and lip reading with a mirror because I would say the words wrong. And she'd go, no, look in the mirror, watch me look in the mirror. So she really taught me how to speak, which um, it was when I, during a routine hearing test at school when I was almost 12, that they were like, oh my, she, cause I was in all the, I, I was put at the back of the class. I was labeled developmentally delayed, borderline retarded. And then when they realized it was my hearing, they were kind of like, oh my gosh, she's not dumb. It's, she can't hear her. But, um, you know, I remember um, really studying hard for spelling tests and knowing all the words. So the teacher, mind you, I'm in the back of the class, so the teacher would write spelling test up on the board and I would write all the words down. So proud of myself. Um, so I would write them down, but they were never in the correct order. So I would always get an F for not following directions. Oh my word. So, um, and you spelled them correctly. I remember you telling yes, me you spelled them all They were all perfect. It yeah. was just the fact that I was the dumb girl who couldn't follow directions. So I was going to get an F and I got an F. Wow. And they didn't question you, talk to you, ask you anything. <sighs> Last century was fun. Um, <laughs> so they went on, they actually did end up going to speech therapy. Yeah. From the age of like two, two and a half, um, all the way, um, through sixth grade. And then how did that help you? What did you get from the speech therapy? Um, well, I, I, I learned sign language. Okay. Um, I learned how to read lips, although they didn't know that they were actually teaching me that. Yeah. Um, but anytime you're constantly saying the same word and then a mirror, same word. So you learn yeah. to know what's, what's being said. Well, you're, you're really good at it. Um, even on some of the tight words, you pick up things. But there are times where um, you just get it wrong. <laughs> I just get it wrong. Yeah. And um, you guys, I'm not making fun of her. This is a great story that we need to hear. Um, <laughs> the chef wakes you up one morning. Okay. Yeah. This is hilarious. <laughs> is so, so my husband, I slept in and I'm an early riser. And so he's she like, is an early riser. I like am me. like crazy early riser. Oh dear Lord. So yeah. he's like doing this and he's like, good morning, lesbian. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> Why are you calling me a lesbian? And I'm getting mad and he's he's still doing it, rubbing my head going, good morning, lesbian. And I'm like, I am not a lesbian. What are you saying that for? He goes, look at me, lesbian. And I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. He goes, okay, look at me. And he spells out L-A-Z-Y-B-E-A-N. I go, Lazy bean. It looks like lesbian. (laughs) We were dying. It was really, I love this. That's hilarious. It was really funny. She usually nailed it, but those little tight ones right there. You were just waking up. I was just waking up. Yeah. And my my brain is always like 
speed demon. Like I yeah. may get one word and then the third or fourth word. So I'm, I'm like, what goes with that? That, that, that. Okay. I know what she said. Um, <laughs> or I hope I know what she said because I, I just agreed to it. <laughs> yes. My dad doesn't admit he's deaf and just agrees. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's funny. He's not watching. Um, I'm not crying. Everybody. I actually have really bad allergies and I'm swollen into everything because of all the medicine I've been taking. So um, the last few episodes we taped, I actually could have been crying. So it looked good. This is not that. So I just have to admit to you what's happening. So be like, why is she crying again? I'm not crying. I haven't been crying the whole time. She's allergic to Ohio. <laughs> right. Oh, I went ahead and made myself so you could see my lips. I've stood up. I'm over the, I'm over the monitors now. So on our... Our two, our two interviews, we're going to be able to see my lips and you can, if you can see me, I should be in decent light. <laughs> Definitely one that I'm taping again, <laughs> just to get Kyle's view so he can actually take a look there. We'll put these little clips up so people can see what we're doing. Um, so those are great stories. Um, I want to go back to, you were in, you, you learned your therapy actually eventually found out you were deaf and how did that come about? So when I was young, I'm, I just turned 59. So they did the hearing test from like here five feet away. And they would say, just um, raise your hand when you heard the, someone, you know, heard the noise on the earphones, um, head on the headset. And to me, anytime someone had their mouth open, something was being said. So I'm, they're talking to each other. Yeah. I didn't know. Did you know and that? I'm just raising my hand. So I would pass the test and pass the test. So here in the sixth grade, another routine hearing test. And um, this time they had their head down. They weren't saying anything. So I'm sitting there getting irritated with them. And my mom worked in the same school. So they went and got my mom and told her to take me to the speech and hearing center. So she did. And it's the first time I was in the soundproof room and there's just a little window about this big. And, um, all I see is the top of the guy's head and I'm going, are you going to start the test? And he, he would just do this to me. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like you're pissing me off. So I'm banging on the window, start the test. And I'm like, so I felt like it was in there for eternity. And then my mom. I know mom, somebody's going to comment. You should not be laughing. This is this woman's horrible story. And you're laughing. Yeah, I'm laughing. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so anyway, um, he brings my mom in and he's telling my mom that I'm profoundly deaf. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I, I hear you. <laughs> and he's going. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and how old are I'm you? Like, I'm like, you're lying. How old are you? Um. <sighs> Like 12, oh, I wow. flunked kindergarten because I was not yeah. a smart kid. Well, yeah. Yeah, they, I they flunked kindergarten. And, and I want to get kind of the year in this because you we, we said your age, but let's put it into perspective. Um, you were born in the 60s. Mm -hmm. So let's remember that disabilities weren't a big thing. ADA wasn't really a big thing. There was no real acknowledgement about understanding this. And this entire time that you're growing up dealing with being deaf, not being acknowledged, no one understanding what you're going through, you not even really knowing what you went through, mm -mm. that this entire time you were also living in domestic violence. Yeah. My father was very, very abusive. Yeah. Um, not only to my mom, we witnessed a lot yeah. um, with my mom, but he um, beat his three kids too. So 
Um, and my mom was just an absent. She wasn't neglectful yeah. parent, absent parent. Absent. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I think what's more amazing to me is that you push so far through this. You went to college, you have a master's degree, um, and you have the religious, um, would you tell me it's called? Biblical studies. Biblical studies degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are very educated in all the areas. Mm-hmm. Um, did end up being in a domestic situation yourself and got out of that and continued to push forward, educate yourself mm-hmm. and get an amazing job and do well, despite the traumas and stuff you'd went through and then continued to take steps and still do to heal yourself. Mm-hmm. Um what I think is more amazing to me is that with the ADA laws that came into play and that there are currently laws today, five years ago, 10 years ago, that should have been acknowledged. This still aren't happening on every occasion. Um, little, little things like we went to the movies. They're supposed to have the reader box for you. And how many did I go through? Three? Three or four. And um, I, I did keep my composure for people who know me that are watching. I didn't lose it. At no point was I rude to a manager. Um, no, for my brother watching, I wasn't. Tim. <laughs> so we, we, we really, I handled it. I kept getting up and I kept getting the reader box. So we're going to actually watch that movie again with closed caption um, together. So um, I think it was an Avenger movie, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> we had to, you know, priorities people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's just out that weekend, but there should have been, it was an AMC. There should have been working reader boxes and there, there weren't. And the problem also was the managers weren't able to even help in any way or understood it. And both just seemed very confused and they just gave up after a while. Um, I have written a letter, so that's a thing, but, um, obviously Tiffany wrote a letter. Um, (laughs) but the reality is you went to college, you went to schools and you worked, you've had very good jobs. You worked for that insurance company, but in those situations, you were not, um, treated fairly. There were issues that came up. And I want to talk about the first college situation that you went into that you really didn't have the strength you had and the resilience and the grit. You still wouldn't have gotten that degree. You actually got your degree because you just pushed through. I, I, I've had to fight my whole life. Actually, my um, only um, deaf individuals can um, give you a, a sign name. And so my sign name is Stevie, because they always see me fighting and fighting. But if you don't fight as a deaf person, you're not going to get anywhere in life. It's just who, unfortunately, yeah. who I am. So um, yeah. I went, the first college I went to, they actually... Um, I was accepted just like everybody else. I went to um, the student services to get um, services set up. I needed um, an interpreter and a note taker. Yeah. Should be a simple task. Yeah. Um, They escorted me off the campus. Yeah. um, That day. Yeah. By security. Um, I ended up getting an attorney that day and we sued and I was back in school. Yeah. Um, pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they still had to jump through some yeah. hoops, but yeah, I, I sued that college. And then when there was another college that unfortunately I sued, um, actually the president of the college met with me and she literally had her hand in my face doing this. I'm not dealing with people like you. Um, and I, I had my phone on video and audio, so I'm getting everything. I'm just holding my phone. 
And um, I'm like, what do you mean people like me? She goes, that needs services and stuff. She goes, you people aren't going to be successful in the world anyway. So I, I'm just not dealing with you. I'm going to tell you right now that you're not welcome here and you need to leave. And I said, um, wow. I said, is there anything else? I can wow. Do we... <laughs> Do we so throw that university? Rest- do we throw that university under the bus? I mean, I'm or not do you? Not, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm watching okay. his face from here, and I know the audience can see yeah. Bill time. And um. <laughs> so, oh my anyway, goodness! Um, well, you know, haven't heard the story yet. I know yeah, all the stories. Right. So. Yeah. Well, and too, you know, like I'm, I'm learning disabled. And when I went to college, they were, they rolled out the red carpet. You know, they, they allowed me to have extra time on my tests. I could get a scribe and that's not even being deaf or physically or mentally impaired. That's just having a learning disability. So yeah. why are, what year was that? First of all, um, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Oh. yeah. But the thing is, is um, <laughs> services for us are expensive. That's the problem. They don't want to mm. pay for the interpreters because yes. you right. have to have two interpreters. Right. They go 15 minutes mm. on and off. So and they don't got you. pay for it. They don't want to pay for it. So what happened? How did you go forward with this? I, I was just determined to get my education. I thought I deserved it. Yeah. And you do. Um, you know, I was, I was a runaway in my earlier life, getting away from my, of course, yeah, my natural, family. Yeah. And when I set my mind to something, I was, I was bound and determined to, to complete my education. Yeah. And so, um, that's what I did, but it took, you know, unfortunately it took some fighting, but and, and fighting's exhausting. Let me tell you, lawsuits are exhausting. Nobody wants to go through that. But sometimes you just, you have to, you have to, or you're not going to get anywhere in life. So everybody's watching me, my fingers. I am a little um, frustrated with the situation because I do understand what the laws are and I do understand what should have happened. Kyle does too. And the reality of that situation unfolding, that should have been, that was pretty much not her last situation, but you, you fought through it. And what, what did you get out of that? What was the final situation. I got my master's. You got your master's degree. Mm -hmm. And, um, what was the other, there was two college situations. What was the other one? When I was working on my bachelor's. Okay. And please let everyone, let's talk about that because it wasn't that long. I mean, there should have, none of these situations should have happened. Right. Um, it was, let's see when it it was late nineties. Yeah. So it was still new, but unacceptable. So go ahead. What happened in that situation? Um, just after, I had a great attorney who just laid into them hard and fast. Yeah. um, So that I could return to college and get my degree. And, um, and didn't they, didn't both of them, they paid for it, right? The bachelor's. uh, All of my college was paid for. Yes. Yes. Um, So, I mean, the reality is not everybody would feel as strong to fight as you did, but um, when you got into the workforce, um, I'm sure the laws were, way on your favor at that point and the companies did everything they're supposed to do right <laughs> we would hope <laughs> but oh um, i feel you- like you're setting her up for a <laughs> that was a very yeah the tiffany sarcasm I, I don't understand that no um go ahead i definitely want to hear this story. so this i was, was recently this wasn't that long ago. yeah this was probably five six years ago um i was hired as a corporate trainer education educator for a um, large insurance company. Again, I can't say the name because I agreed not to, because I did sue them. Mm -hmm. Um, I had 
So I was set up where I had like 12 to 15 people in a room. And, and, and I'm fine with that. I, told, I, I would tell my class, you know, uh, I am deaf. Raise your hand if you have a question. We'll go over everything. Well, I got such raving reviews on, you know, the, the um, survey, Survey yeah. Monkey, that, yeah. they, that they would do that. They kept increasing my size. And they said, okay. So they sat me down one day and um, they said, we're going to have you do in-person trainings for social workers and nurses anywhere from 150 to 300 people. I said, okay, they're like, we know you can do it. You're excellent. And I said, well, I will need an interpreter. And they said, what? And I said, I didn't lie on my, yeah. at the yeah. very beginning, you knew that I was deaf. I said, it's not fair to them and it's not fair to me. I cannot be in a room with this many people because there's always questions. Mm -hmm. And that day they wrote, due to your deafness, your employment ends effective. And they put that these days. I'm sure the company's attorney was like, wow. So yeah, I really can't help you. Um, you just, they basically I'm wrote sure you a that letter saying, we would like you to sue us. And we would also like mm -hmm. for you to win this lawsuit. Mm -hmm. and we, like, it, was, it was a quick lawsuit. Oh, and I'm it, sure. And it yeah. was, you know, it was substantial. <laughs> it was substantial. Yeah. 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 And I mean, the nice thing is about this is there are laws to protect people, but, but you have to fight for it. You have to fight for it. And I think we just keep going over this in all the episodes we have. Um, it is really, really difficult to sometimes constantly. There are people who just don't want to deal with. I don't know how many times I hear people say, I just don't want to deal with the fight. Well, this is why they get away with it because Absolutely. they can. Mm -hmm. And the and, and they're like, well, it's not my problem to fight for it. Well, it happened to you. It is. And I understand it's hard. I do. I, I know. I mean, there are times I just want to be like, for, forget everything. I'm not fighting anymore. But the reality is if you don't do that, then no one's going to do it. More for victims. You. Yeah. yeah. And what you did, you actually, I want to point out in the college thing really, really impressed me. You actually made them rewrite their rules that included, mm -hmm. um, go ahead and tell everybody, you're gonna, you can tell better than me. So I had them, along with all three of the lawsuits that I've mm -hmm. had, um, I had them write a policy. Yeah. Um, and actually the insurance company, um, they, their look, they have an independent person coming in every year to see if they're following that policy. Because okay. that's, to me, it, it's not about the money. Right. It was about making a difference and paving, paving a path for, for deaf individuals because most deaf loving people, that, right? I'm like, perfect. It's like the perfect, I wonder if friends. Most, <laughs> most deaf people um, don't fight like that. No. And I think just because I had to do that, I can, like, I can remember being in, in grade school and um, you know how, um, they used to pick teams. You're the captain. You're yeah. the captain. Pick your team. Well, I would be standing there last. I don't yeah. want the retard. You want the retard. Oh my God. I don't want the retard. And the teacher would go, let's flip a coin to see who would get her. Wow. Yeah. So there was, I mean, looking back, there was discrimination from day one. Wow. I mean, I flunked kindergarten. I shouldn't have flunked kindergarten. kindergarten. Who flunks kindergarten? Oh, yeah. that'd be me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but just looking back on my whole, I mean, my, my parents, 
mainstreamed me. Um, and there was a deaf school right there, St. Rita School for the, the Deaf in Cincinnati. Um, oh, wow. But it's definitely been, it, it, it's, it's a double-edged sword because I do, I, and I know I have this beautiful voice, but I worked really hard for it. So yeah, that was going to be actually one of my questions was when I first met you, I didn't realize that you were, when you said you're deaf, I'm like, no, you're pulling my leg because I've heard deaf people speak before and it's very muffled and, and, and deaf speak, if you will. And, you know, Marley Matlin, she could speak as well, but she still has the, the, what's, what's the word for it? The accent, you know, like, I guess that's the, the deaf voice, the deaf voice. Right. And you do not like, like it's only a few words that it would be, okay, well, that's just the way she says that word. It's not even close to being the deaf voice. And so you, can you explain a little bit more what you did? Like how, how much did you work on that uh, voice? I had speech therapy every yeah. single day, even on, on, well, six days a week, even on Saturday, I had an hour's private speech lesson because they were determined to make the dumb girl speak if nothing else she'll be able to speak and so that was that was their goal and um i can remember going no more voice i i'm i'm done like this because they originally thought you were nonverbal. they i would speak but they didn't understand anything that i said yeah and i couldn't understand why they didn't understand yeah because you're here you're speaking it the way you hear it Yes. Yeah. And so they were, they just didn't know. Yeah. Them. And I, I, I do know with it being the time in history that it was no excuse ever, but it is what it, it Yeah. It if they would have thing. known that I was deaf when I was real young, I would not have had speech therapy. But your grandmother knew. My grandmother did and know. And she was way before that time. She, yes. yes. So my, my mom didn't like her mom at all. <laughs> And my grandmother kept telling my mother, she's, she's deaf, you know, and I, my grandparents offered to pay for everything. And my mom was just furious with her. She's my daughter, you get away. And so it, a lot now, t cause I'm close to my mom's younger sister. Um, a lot of doors have opened up a lot of, yeah, a lot of things that were, you know, um, one of the things my aunt said to me that really stuck out is she goes, we remember coming over and dropping off some stuff for, you know, school. And my grandmother was never welcome around my mom. So, um, and my aunt's not much older than me. She's just like five, six years older than me. So she said, mom had a, my mom had a black eye. Yeah. And um, she said, I was always just kind of off by myself. Um, and um so they went to check on me and she said that my grandfather looked at me and said, are you okay through all this? And, and I told him at that time, I sleep like this. So I don't hear them fighting. And, um, she said they both got in the car and just started sobbing. Yeah. And this was before they knew that I was deaf, but yet my grandmother kept forcing, trying to force it on my mom. Wow. Well, so, yeah, I just want to make sure, you know, you know, we've had a couple of stories here about the universities that, and then the, and then the job force, you know, in, during the COVID time, you actually had an incident at Louis Vuitton. We're okay with throwing them yeah, on the bus. We're going to play that clip, but if you want to describe, if you want to talk more about that, so, Tiffany, um, and then we can. Yes, we're going to call you right. We're going to watch that Louis Vuitton clip right now. 
and see what happens. Um, this is during COVID, so let's put some perspective in. Um, all right, go ahead. I'm gonna get my manager. So you're gonna have to pull that. You're either, either you're gonna have to write that down for her. So I'm not an interpreter, and I'm not going to interpret for you. I'm gonna get a manager. I am not an interpreter. I do not need to interpret for my mom. I am not here to interpret for my mom, even though I communicate. This is not my job to interpret for my mom. They should respectfully pull down their masks or write things down, which is still not respectful in order to communicate. She cannot understand without being able to read lips. And this is a big deal to them rather than helping somebody. I do not authorize my consent for you to videotape me, so you will have to put your phone down. Okay. Um, you need me to write that down, what you just said. Can uh, you put, you we, either have to remove your mask, because I am deaf. Or write down what you just or said. Or write down because I'm not what gonna, you said. I'm not going to interpret for you. You can put your phone down, or I'll get security to escort you guys out. Okay, then you need to tell her that. You can't tell me what to do you're right, regarding the mask, ma'am. I don't understand what's happening right now. She can't hear what you're saying. Okay, and I apologize for that. I'm assuming that's why you guys are shopping together, but at this time, we went over the rules and the regulations, so. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, we're happy, to us, we're happy to assume you online. She can't hear what you just said. Okay. So if you want her to stop videotaping you, that's perfectly fine. Just tell her by writing it down. No. Or pulling her off down. We're not playing games here. I'm not either. Please, I, I don't have to do any of that. You guys can. We're not That's doing okay. It's today. on national television tomorrow. Louis Vuitton and Kenwood Ma. This is the manager. Refused to communicate with the deaf woman, this even though she was asked. Under ADA law. Um, Louis Vuitton. So, basically, during COVID, everybody had their masks on. And um, had you had COVID yet? Mm, yes, I okay. cover it at the very beginning because I'm healthcare. Okay, so when you got COVID, it actually went from fifty percent to twenty. It went down to nothing. Nothing. Uh, nothing. I really, I literally woke up with n no, no residual hearing, and um, the I went to an ENT, and the first thing question out of his mouth mouth was, "When did you have COVID?" And I, I said about two weeks ago. He goes, "Okay, we have a very small window." to restore a little bit of your hearing. Oh, so great. he restored a smidge. Good. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, we were here, you were during COVID, you were shopping with your daughter in the mall and you went to the store and they wouldn't take their masks off. We just saw it on the clip. Yeah. So it wasn't just them. Yeah. It happened a lot. That was one that we just, I, I, I was frustrated every, and I, Put out my phone and started filming. Yeah. And I, it was really kind of astonishing because your daughter explains what the laws are, mm -hmm. what's going on, mm -hmm. and that they can't do that. And they refuse. They wouldn't take their mask down or write on a pad. Mm -hmm. So everyone listening and you're a mask person and you're like, well, dear God, if they took their mask down, they'd die. Okay. So six, six feet away. Right. She, she wouldn't... Less than 15 minutes, six feet away. We literally said you can write on a pad, mm -hmm. write on a pad. They refused. Mm -hmm. Then they told, you guys saw on the clip, they told you how to interpret. So what, 
I mean, in that situation, what in the world? And this yeah. is, they like won't said, even let us in the store. No, this isn't yeah. even just here. It was anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I, I really didn't know this, but apparently having COVID meant we don't have to follow um, American Disabilities Act laws. Evidently. Is, was that right, Kyle? Is it medic? You, you, uh, no, no. no? <laughs> you should still follow the law. Sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm so very confused about that situation then. Um, we can, sorry for people who are like, wow, she can be a bitch. Yeah. Um, the reality is those laws are in place for a reason. Mm-hmm. They're there. How hard would it have been with or without the law to just pick up a pad of paper and ha- they could write on it? You would think. You would think. And you're shopping. And and there's also um, voice to text on people's phone. Right. There was a million ways they could have chose to try and, and she remedy said, it. I don't know what kind of game you're playing. And oh, I'm thinking. I, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh. <laughs> this is such a fun game I've had my whole life. It's yeah. real exciting. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. not a game. <laughs> it's almost like you know, like the movie, The Joker, when he has that laughing problem, he has a card that explains it. Like, like, are you supposed to have a card that actually officially tells people that you're deaf? I think I need it tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we can sign, we can do that today. We I've got too a- much fun on the cruise. I, I mean, they were pretty receptive, I think. For the most part. For yeah, right? for the most part. They tried. They have the um the hearing um for the shows. What what Yeah, um it was amplified, but yes. it wasn't clear. So it wasn't clear, yeah. Um it wasn't helpful to me, but the shows were good just watching them. Well what we need, and this is a real product, and I asked a friend of mine who can make these things and about it, but I don't know. He's just too busy with other stuff, but we need an app. And Steve and I talked about this when we were um, over in Tampa at the beach and we were all sitting at a table at a restaurant outside. And what we really needed is you can hear with your earbuds in. Yeah. My, so I have an amplified phone that they do something to when, when I'm, when I purchase it. Yeah. And then I have the Bluetooth. Right. So this way she can hear a little bit better. And when I call her, as long as she's not in a loud place, if we're mm-hmm. at Disney and I call her or at a restaurant, Jeff will go, um, Stevie's phone, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then I know they're in a place, right? Um, when we are in some place loud, I do have to make sure I'm looking directly at her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and it would help if I would have learned sign language, um, you know, many times. But oh, I just not just- turn your back, honey. Just not turn your back. <laughs> Tiffany, I'm still laughing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so funny. Um, so, uh, still not crying, still just allergies, but that was funny. Um, so, we we do we do recognize the fact that there's all of this, you know, going on. If we could have a device, like we said, that sits on that table and something like this, mm-hmm. and um, it would plug into your ears, you could hear the conversations. We were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Remember when we were down there? And it would be great in any of the situations. She just puts a little thing there. Mm-hmm. She can now hear at the table. And yes, we realize not everyone who's deaf. Please do not make a comment saying how you know someone who's way more deaf and that will never work. We know that. That's where we understand yeah. that. So let's move on. The reality is there are many people in this situation, um, elderly. How, so what did we just talk about recently? The amount of elderly you, you were, that, yes. that are hard of hearing the, yeah. the ages that go yeah. up, go ahead, go ahead. And get that. Um, so uh, they, they are getting more things for the late deafened adults, right? which is nice. You yeah. know, um, 
big phones, you know, yeah. with big old numbers on them, yeah. stuff like that. But I do want to, uh, if you don't mind, I, I, I want to tell a story of something that just happened last week. Yeah. So I had an appointment and I actually, I don't drive much right now. That's a whole nother thing. But anyway, I drove myself to the appointment and I parked in a parking garage. So it was a really windy day and my parking ticket blew away. So they have this box thing and you push for someone to come on and I couldn't hear what they were saying. Yeah. And there, so I was stuck in a parking garage for like an hour and a half. I was so frustrated. I'm like, do I call oh, the police? Wow. I'm like panicking. I'm like, what do I do? I finally saw someone like leaving that had like a, a uniform type thing on. And I'm like, hey, hey, you know, and I'm oh. frantically running her down. And she's like, I'm, I'm on my break. I'm going to lunch. And I, I'm like, I'm, I've been stuck here for like an hour and a half and, and I'm pan So yeah. she was, she actually helped me, but it, I was stuck in there for an hour and a half, no closed captioning. And this is 2023 people. This is what happens to deaf people still today. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm just watching his face. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I I was in tears. I was I like, how am I going to get out? That, like, yeah, how, yeah, I'm trapped now in my own world, you know? It was awful. Yeah. I'm glad that lady helped you. I mean. Yeah, me yeah. too. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was it, an ordeal. Quite the ordeal. ordeal. Right. So um, there are places you can go to understand the ADA laws better. And um, we'll put that on the link right there for you. Recognizing, I think, all the situations and what they are is most important. But realizing if you do know somebody, oh, the elderly thing we were just talking about, mm -hmm. they're aging. It's a per percentage. You were talking, you were telling me recently, the older they get, the higher the percentage. Most people by a certain age have a 20% loss. Yes, yes. Yes. Statistically, they're, you know, they're, there's, it, it moves up yeah. with age. So, um, the elderly in general do not like to admit that they have some sort of disability, um, where you had no choice growing up and it was your lifestyle when, I mean, let's just pick a random old person out of nowhere, like my dad. So we go in and, um, Stevie had explained to me how, when she got her hearing aid, she hated it because it, there was so much noise. You had no way of desensitizing 50% of the noises that we hear. And it was everything, a rap or a door. You had no clue how much sound was out there. So when my dad told me he got his hearing aids, he hated it. He goes, I can hear everything, the leaves blowing. And that was when I realized you have been deaf. I actually did say hard of hearing, which I now know you're not supposed to say. But I'm like, you've been deaf for quite some time. And um, it's been not a little. At this point, I um, when I said this to him, it was after I met you. And I said, look. That I, I know you've been deaf because Stevie said the same thing and she actually is deaf. And he goes, no, I'm not. They only make me work so I can hear people talk. I, I don't need to hear all of that. And I was like laughing because I still, he just turns it off. So he still can't hear us talk. And um, he's probably going to be so mad if I do this. He doesn't like people knowing he has a hearing aid to begin with. It becomes a huge issue. And the other day I bring him out candy. So we're at my nephew's seventh birthday party. My mom likes peppermint patties. I come outside. Dad, where's mom? I brought her peppermint patty. I don't know. Your mom's not here. Okay. Well, will you hold this candy for her? Because um, she's going to come back out. Okay. So we come back out later. Dad, where's mom's candy? I ate it. What? Because you gave me candy. 
He actually didn't hear Andrew. My sister's like, he didn't hear anything. <laughs> he heard mom, Candy. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it. <laughs> because you actually put candy in my hand. Now, that being said, they've been married 900 years, so he probably could have just eaten her candy. But um, It was hers. It was hers, yeah. And the reality was, he doesn't hear. So, and he didn't have his hearing aids on that day either. <laughs> and it was just really funny. And um, I, there are many times we'll have a conversation. And I'll know Raglan Road at Disney, very loud, right? Um, can't read lips because he doesn't know how. And he'll, I'll say, oh, you don't know what's happening. So I'll fill him in. And he goes, yeah, I'm glad I, I can't hear. <laughs> <My friend. laughs> There's, he told me that. He goes, I realized when I got the hearing aids, I just really um, don't want to hear everything. <laughs> and I was like... So I do not wear hearing aids. No. And it did drive you crazy. It drove me nuts. You my, thought you were going to go insane. Yeah. yeah. My, so my doctor explained it this way. He said, the moment you're born, you, yeah. your brain starts blocking out noises. And yeah. mine never had to do that. And then all of a sudden I get hearing aids in my early 30s. Like the seatbelt sign, Kyle? And I don't hear that. Yeah. Bing, um, bing, bing, bing. And both of us did it, so we, we tossed them. Yeah, I think. Well, because I'm sure that you were hearing things like, you know, the around. wind, the wind blow, and the birds chirping. And is you know, if you're I used was, to it, it's beautiful. But if you're not used to it, you're like, that's annoying. <laughs> What's that? I was my anxiety. Oh was yeah, anxiety. Like, What's that noise? Yeah. yeah. What is that? What is that? Oh. That's a pen, mom. A pen, like it's all behind you. a writing pen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I really, um, this was awesome. I loved having you talk about this. We definitely want to hit the legal issues later and, um, we can cover that another time. And I really think it's interesting. So we're going to post some links right here. You guys come here, check it out, see what you can do, get knowledge on this situation. If you recognize that somebody is being taken advantage of, overlooked, or dismissed because of a disability. Um, well, I mean, if you can catch them in an alley, obviously break their nose, but that's if we don't always have that opportunity. So please help them, get them legal help, see where you can go with that. And um, there's so many avenues to get through it. So I really think um, we can learn a lot from this situation and move forward and I mean, you are doing so much. I'm, I'm always impressed at you um, all the time. So that was it. I want to thank you for coming. We love it, Kyle. I want your final words. Yeah, I just, I really appreciate this. This It's surreal to me that we had this dream of, of starting this podcast and interviewing people fabulous, extraordinary people that make a difference and that can help people. And even though she doesn't get paid or, or, or and is not a coach, she still, through what she has done in her life to help herself, you just listening now, some of the things that she's gone through, you can actually, this is now, this is her platform to help you. So the Elite Few, of course, is Fabulous Extraordinary World. And we interview the people that make a difference in it. And Stevie is definitely one of those people. And I'm just, I'm just so glad to have met them. I'm so glad I took the, I'm, I'm an extrovert and I decided to strike up a conversation with him and uh, with uh, Steve, Stevie and her husband, Jeff. Um, and Jeff, we're going to have him on because yeah. dude is like, yeah, I'm like, so what do you do? No, he's no. like, I'm a rocket scientist. No, he's not a rocket scientist. He, oh. no, no. Stevie well, can tell you what he does. What does he do? Um, he works for Underwriter Laboratories. He's an account manager. Yeah, but he works for NASA. 
He has. No. No. Oh, then he pulled my leg that day. <laughs> Either way, great guy. You know, no, just he is a great guy. He's an amazing I, guy. I, I think he's pretty nice to you. I'm. He's really good to me. Yeah, I mean, I get to me. Well, and he of course, he better be nice to. He's married to her. And, you know, who are you talking to, Kyle? I'm sitting here. You're saying, of course, you should be nice to her. He's married to her. What, Jeff? I'm just saying, there are not all husbands are nice. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you'll see those episodes very, very soon. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the reality is, he's, he's really sweet. And I, my, when we, there are times we go to the clubhouse and what are we doing tonight, Stevie? Well, we're going to the drug clubhouse to drink, of course. So this is what you do in the community they live in. And it's really fun and it's a really great place. I really like it. Um, yeah, you even called me. We're like, Kyle, I think I want to move here. It's a compound. Just <laughs> <laughs> like we never heard. They have to leave the compound. Um, they have uh, restaurants, pool bars. I mean, it's really everything our generation needs, you know, mm -hmm. in it. There's, they don't have a putt-putt. They should add that. Um, but they have golf. They have you fun. live on the golf course, yes. But we need we need some putt-putt and maybe a couple 80s bars. But we'll <laughs> go down. Jeff drives us on the golf course. We both walk in drunk. He's totally sweet about it. Handles it like a charm. Love that. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good husband. You you really you really got to be supportive. <laughs> so, all right, everybody, tune in again. How uh, you said your final words. And all right, thank you so much, Stevie, for joining us. Thank you, guys. And I want all of you to follow, like, subscribe, share, and please, 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 I want you to be healed. I want you to be happy, and I want you to stay fabulous. <laughs>